This is the Seabed Daily Text. Dirty Kroger, a Holy Spirit story. Acts 1.8 But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Consider this. The Spirit of Jesus in me greets the Spirit of Jesus in you and brings us together in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Then Peter said, Silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Let's open where we closed yesterday with the big what if. What if I have everything Jesus has? I want to share a Holy Spirit story. I'm calling it Dirty Kroger. Early this spring, I found myself on an average day at Kroger. When it comes to Kroger, I had two choices where I used to live in Tennessee. I could go to the bougie Kroger, servicing the nearby want-to-be-wealthy subdivision, or I could go to the Kroger more commonly known as Dirty Kroger, the one that serves the rest of us. I actually prefer Dirty Kroger, not because I don't want to be wealthy, but because it is much larger and tends to be better stocked. On this day, I'm loading my groceries in my car when I hear a loud commotion. I look around and see police cars and an ambulance arriving on the scene. I stand there with the milk in one hand and the eggs in the other as about six police officers and EMTs surround a woman who is sitting on a park bench next to the exit of the store. She is yelling loudly. The 911 crew are confronting her, doing their best to de-escalate the situation while having the opposite effect. I notice about ten other people around, like me, staring at the unfolding chaos. I sense the Spirit's whisper in my spirit. Go over there. Oh, man, I thought to myself, I don't want to go over there. What can I do anyway? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So I started walking in that direction. As I neared, I began to notice the terrible trifecta 
usually accompanying these situations. Poverty, mental illness, intoxication. In other words, intractable, wicked problem. Then I thought to myself, I am a baptized Christian, a Holy Spirit-filled, grace-gifted Jesus freak. Further, I'm an ordained minister of the church Jesus is building, which is a stretch to claim. Meanwhile, I'm still walking over, slowly slowing my pace because I have no idea what I'm going to do when I get there. The letters on wristbands everywhere popped into my mind, WWJD. What would Jesus do? The story of Jesus and the demoniac popped into my memory. You know, the time when Jesus got into a boat and rode across the lake for a meeting with a mentally ill, homeless, also demon-possessed man who lived in a cemetery. Then it hit me. What would Jesus do is the wrong question. That's the ethical question, the one you might ask when you're doing the autopsy. The apostolic question, the day after the day of Pentecost question, is not what would Jesus do. It is what is Jesus doing. I knew in that moment exactly what Jesus was doing. He was physically walking me from the bleachers into the game. He was physically rowing the boat of my body right into the middle of the intractable, wicked problem, which had claimed the life of his precious daughter. I understood the assignment. Walk straight up to her through the six cops and EMTs who were offering the only two solutions they had to this woman who was profoundly agitated afraid, and becoming belligerent, jail, or the psych ward. Though she shouted, no intelligible words came from her mouth. Walk straight up to her, sit down beside her, and ask her for her name. Then I tried to reason with the Holy Spirit, what do I have to offer this woman? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I had always understood that as being about witnessing to others or telling them the good news about Jesus. You know, that they were a sinner who needed a Savior, and if they believed in Jesus and prayed the sinner's prayer, they would go to heaven when they died. I'm not saying that's not true. I'm just saying it's not what Jesus meant in Acts 1.8. You will be my witnesses 
doesn't mean you will witness to people about me. It means you will be me on earth as I am in heaven. You will be my fully authorized, empowered, gifted agent, a tabernacle of my presence everywhere you go. The Holy Spirit will walk you right up to the gates of hell and give you the audacity to shake them with all you've got while shouting, Not today, Satan. Question, what do I have to offer this woman? Answer, everything Jesus is and has. So, full of the Holy Spirit, I walked right up to the commotion unfolding outside Dirty Kroger, and I walked right past, stopping about 10 yards beyond, where I stood next to a brick column and prayed quietly under my breath. After a few minutes of that, I walked back to my car and went home. Before we go, let me say this. I appreciate those of you who write me when I tell fail stories like this, but I don't need to be consoled with things like, don't get down on yourself. You tried. You did a loving thing anyway. Friends of Jesus, I am not down on myself. My job performance and my self-worth and identity got a divorce a long time ago. I am appropriately self-critical. I want to learn to play in the big leagues with Jesus. I'm still in little league. I've got plenty of wins. While our faith grows with our wins, we learn the most from our fails. And remember, the only people who aren't failing are the ones who are still in the bleachers. It's still day one. The prayer. God, our Father, who with your Son, Jesus, Messiah, fills us with the Holy Spirit, thank you for the miracle and the mystery of the day of Pentecost. And thank you for today and that it is only the day after. Jesus, I want to learn to do what you are doing right here and right now. Holy Spirit, be my encourager to take more risks, to love more. I'm sorry I never got her name that day. Give me another shot. Thanks for being such a good, gracious coach. I'll be ready. Praying in Jesus' name. Amen. The question, what might have happened if I had fulfilled the assignment? 
which was to sit down next to her and ask her for her name. What can we learn from this story? For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt.